Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're great or they stink, from keeping it real to in the drink. Mm. We're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He is wrong, I am right. It's my co-host, Evan. Wait, what song are we doing? <laughs> it's all been done, right? We are off to a is this one week? rip roar and start. No, it's it's all been done, you ding dong. If I put my fingers here, and if I say, I love you, dear, and if I play the same three chords, will you just yawn and say, It's my co host Saker? <laughs> oh, that one got a little wordy near the end. <laughs> I always like to like to draw them out a little bit. You do. I was looking for the simpler method to get straight through to the heart of our podcast, <laughs> which is Yeah, that's I mean, that's sort of what our podcast is about, is cutting through all the bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's why our episodes are ten minutes long. Barely. Just get straight to the core of the issue um yeah that's what we do best i think yeah yeah we break it down we break everything down to its component atoms (laughs) we serve uh what is it in restaurants when they give you a a deconstructed bernicked lady sandwich where you have to just make it yourself uh ingredients (laughs) like a salad (laughs) bar that's the word (laughs) what are you talking about certainly a salad bar no when they give you this is a deconstructed uh pea soup and they give you a bag of peas this doesn't give you a bag of peas this is a comedy premise that doesn't work on any level but that's what we do for the Naked ladies. We're just going to give you a bunch of... We're, we're like refrigerator magnet poetry. If you resequenced our podcast into a different order, it would be insightful and oh, meaningful yeah. if you took I all mean, the words well, and well, rearranged them. We've said enough words at this point. You can make us basically say anything. That's true. Oh, can you imagine? And it's all been done soundboard. No. Boy, oh boy. No, neither can I. And more would <laughs> I want to. Sorry for sorry to no butt you, but <laughs> I just I didn't I, like the way this was going. I welcome your no butt. Speaking of an it's all been done soundboard, board this is it this is the episode oh, this is our eponymous episode this is the epo- the titular episode if you will yeah i don't know what to do here uh, i didn't think we'd ever make it this far no neither did i i thought we would both die in a bare naked ladies related accident yeah yeah like this crashing our van into uh our van with stephen page, page on the side of it in his french girl pose that's right with a uh, with a the uh, Gordon album cover strategically covering, covering his, his crotch. <laughs> that little Pepsi logo. No, it's just like all the little all the boys looking like his crotch is descending on them. <laughs> all the boys? Oh, the other members of yeah. the band. Yeah, I they're understand. all boys. They're all boys, to my knowledge. Yes. Well, I think on the other side of the van is Jim and Andy touching <laughs> fingers like uh, God and uh, and Michelangelo's character. Michael. Michael Michelangelo's character. Yeah, Michelangelo's, Michelangelo's character. Michelangelo's famous character. <laughs> Michael. Michael. He was a real self-insert character. That's right. Ah, I really want... I don't want to put myself in this story, but... Oh, why not Michael? There's a good character name. Yeah, I'll just name him after... His His name is just Michael, you know, <laughs> like kind of like mine. You're giving me shifty eyes. That was the premise. Yeah, you that are was your... simply restating. <laughs> I know, you're just dropping... You're just dropping comedy bombs here. What can I say? It's what I... You are wrong. I am right. <laughs> it's my co-host, Evan. I'll say goodbye. <laughs> Speaking of co-hosts, we have a third, a second co-host. I guess I'm not, I'm your co-host and you're my co-host. Right, right. So he's the third host. I'd say you're the primary host you on this. You know what? Let's just elevate him to host of the yeah, show. that's probably, that's probably for the be best. sidekicks. So, allow us to introduce the host of this show. Let's introduce the host of this show. He's an LA comedian. He's written for shows on Comedy Central and Cartoon Network. He is a podcaster whose credits include Jordan, Jesse, Go, and the absolutely delightful Bubble. It's Jordan Morris. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, it's good to be here on my new show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's correct. You know, you're, 
constantly you have to reinvent yourself yes. in the PC game, as we call it. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. So Yeah, we could bring you, uh, I think, dozens of listeners <laughs> at this point. Uh, yes, possibly. <laughs> up to 30 listeners, I think. Um, oh, so, man. Uh, thanks. No, that's... Uh, I, I need them. I'm 30 away from uh, being a success, so... <laughs> well. 30 away from the free t-shirt for being right. a successful podcast. We are the tipping point. <laughs> yes, we are the tipping point, as we've been called before. Uh, Jordan, is a pleasure to have you on the show. We love <clears throat> most... It, no, not most everything. Everything you do. Mm-hmm. You are delightful. So uh, to be on a Bare Naked Ladies podcast and debase yourself like this is just <laughs> a joy. Um, <laughs> what is your... Do you have Bare Naked Ladies history? Were you ever into the band? Did you care about them at any point? Uh, no. So I guess here's my... Here is my relationship with this band. Right. They are a band that if if that people are surprised I don't love. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think if you, you know, given my, you know, given my status as a kind of goofy white guy who, you know, went to high school in the 90s. Right. <laughs> I am, I am just like prime, I, I you know, I'm a prime example of a Bare Naked Ladies fan who just happens to not, know a lot about the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I definitely knew their, like, radio hits. They were all over, you know, alternative rock radio and MTV sure. back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, can, and, we can run you down the prerequisite list. Did you like They Might Be Giants? Uh, yeah, so I guess I, I was going to bring that up. I, sure. was, I was a huge They Might Be Giants fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, something about them that I think, uh, you know, something across that They Might Be Giants fans have to bear is, you know, uh, when people hear that you like them, they kind of, if they don't know the band, they look at you like you just said your favorite band is like, you know, Dr. Demento or something. (laughs) Like, I think, I think they are, you know, if you casually know about them, they are considered like a joke band or, you know, but I think They Might Be Giants actually has some great songs. I think they're terrific songwriters. I think they're great pop songwriters. Uh, and I get that impression about Bare Naked Ladies, too, that people maybe know, you know, they know One Week or, you know, the Big Bang Theory theme song and just think that this is kind of a joke band. But they actually are really, really good songwriters and have some great songs. They have some sad songs. Uh, yeah, so I think I think I, I sympathize with Bare Naked Ladies fans. I am not one myself, but I... I recognize their plight, I guess I should say. Let, let me give you, I'm going to give you the, the Matt Besser patented uh, 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 warning here. Is you don't have to be nice to the Bare ladies on our podcast. Oh, no, no, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, knowing Matt I mean, Besser, I can't imagine he was nice to the Bare ladies. He was ladies. so nice. He, was, he, he, was, he didn't oh, he want was? to offend yeah. our fans, which, number Aww. one, 30 of them. Number two, we, sure. we, we wanted him to be angry and mean yeah, to Yeah, we wanted to, him to come Yeah, that's, that's why you book a Matt Besser. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Evan, you booked him because you wanted to hear Maze Master in person. Uh, you outed me. Yeah, I outed you right but there. Got, you outed yourself. But we got call Matt Besser. We we did. Yes. Which is fine. He was a delightful. He was. Guest. No, yes. No, no, no shade against Matt Besser. Yes. Saker. If you <laughs> shade against Matt Besser, I'm gonna come across this table at you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah, uh if 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 this song sucked, I mean, now this song is is hard to to have a we 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 gave you we threw a softball right across home plate for right. you, Jordan. Uh no, no. No, this is this is a great song, and this is definitely one of the like ten bare naked lady songs that I owned. I shouldn't say owned uh, that I downloaded via Napster. <laughs> right, exactly. I think they are one of the like bands of the Napster generation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I definitely had uh, this song. I had If I Had a Million Dollars. I had Old Apartment. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Brian Wilson. Uh, studio version and live version, of course. Oh, impressive. Yeah, you had the you downloaded the Greatest Hits CD, what would eventually become the, the Greatest Hits CD from Napster, which... Yes, yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I spent, uh, I spent uh, yeah, 12 hours downloading songs that I could have gotten for seven ninety nine <laughs> at Sam Goody. It's, well, I, listen, the opportunity cost is very low when you have nothing else to do with your time. Of course. Uh, yeah, that makes sense And those to were me. the Napster days. Those were the Napster, well, and then My it friend. also, hey, let's reminisce. Do you remember when it took, like, three hours to download a song? That was horrible oh, yeah. time. No, because I didn't steal music. <laughs> you did, and you never have stolen music, and that blows my I, mind. I have downloaded songs, but they're songs that you can't, I have, like, special rules, right? If I can't get it anywhere else, or if it's prohibitively expensive and I know, I know the artist isn't getting money for it, I'll download the song. Even when you were in high school or college? I didn't. I had, like, CDs in high school. That, I'm outing how old I am. I mean, I went to, high, I went to college I mean, in the so 90s. I mean, so did I. Yeah, I call, like, actually the early aughts, but, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really into the downloading scene, the torrenting or anything like that. That's crazy I had fucking me. CDs I listened to. You know, the stuff I liked was all, like, punk and ska music, so it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been on Napster anyway. That's, I suppose that's true. Yeah, okay. How did you work yourself into, you're a dad now, so you had to, you went from punk and ska straight to bare naked ladies. <laughs> you know it. That's right. They, uh, my son, they, they, he handed him to me and he was holding uh, Gordon in his he hand. He came out, came out of the womb with, uh, Stunt. with everything to everyone. Yes. <laughs> Pre-installed. Pre-installed. <laughs> that's what it is, right? A little bit of bloatware for him. <laughs> Um, Jordan, so you've, you've kind of heard the hits, uh, out of the hits, which ones kind of drew you to, I mean, do you have a favorite song out of their oeuvre? I know probably, uh, the, the, the list isn't that big of what you know by them, which is totally okay. Right. Um, but what's, what, what, what struck you as, as one of your favorites? Uh, yeah, so actually my, uh, uh, so I, th- I would say that if I were to, you know, hard pressed to name a favorite Bare Naked Lady song, I'd probably <laughs> right. say... Brian Wilson, sure. uh, which is probably a popular answer. It's probably a very basic mm-hmm. answer, I imagine. It's one that you've gotten before. I think it's a great <laughs> song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I have really fond memories. One of my sisters, uh, my, I have a little sister, and one of her first CDs that she ever owned was, gosh, the Bare Naked Ladies album after Stunt. Yeah, um, Maroon. Maroon, and yeah. she loved that song, Pinch Me. Uh, so like when I would drive her around, we would put on that song, uh, which I think is also a very good song. So yeah, I think those are my two that I have like, you know, good memories of. Yeah. Pinch me is a weird one because I feel like they were trying so hard to replicate one week cause there's like smooth and then the rap part. And then like, it's a very strange song, but I also enjoy yeah. it. Did Weird Al ever do a cover of, Grin- of Pinch Me called Grinch Me? That like is a, for a Christmas album. Thank you for giving him a polite laugh, Jordan. That was very kind. Of no, I really. It just came to me in, a, in like a like I had like a. <laughs> you stood as soon as Jordan said the words "pinch me." You got a look on your face as if know, you had. It just came out of anywhere. I'm still I'm still high on like a Sudafed and Nyquil at the moment, so I'm kind of coming off some insane. Right. So uh, yeah, it's a little fever dream no, I had. But the Bandicoot Ladies did a song for the Grinch. Did you? Were you aware? Yeah. Again, you have the same look on yeah, I'm your putting, face. I'm putting it all together. It's like a beautiful mind in here. <laughs> it is. I see the calculus around <laughs> your head right. that's happening right now. Uh, um, do you think the jeans company ever did an ad for Jenko Bells? I like because that's kind of like built in, right? This has nothing to do with Predicate Ladies. <laughs> I am swerving away from that now. Um, so we get, you know what? We're about, let's just swerve right into the song. So <laughs> let's take a hard right. <laughs> let's take a hard right from BNL to across, other BNL. Across four lanes of traffic into uh, this song. <laughs> 
Our song this week is called It's All Been Done. If you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. It's all been done. In a lot of ways, Jordan, kind of the antithesis of Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, a wordy, cerebral song. This song, woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. This was, obviously, this wasn't your first time hearing it, but when you heard it again, had it been a while since you've heard this song, probably? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I you know, uh, and, you know, I had I had huge, you know, nostalgic recall uh, when you sent me the link. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely, like, all over you know, radio when I was in high school. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely a, and I, yeah, they played it on SNL. I think I remember. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I could be wrong about that. It might be Conan or something that I'm remembering, but yeah. I, I think I can kind of remember them playing this on SNL. I think they did. Um, yeah. Because this was the, I think it was like the bare naked ladies were the only, sorry, bare naked ladies were the only band that played one song on SNL. I think they're, <laughs> I think they'd never, they didn't do two and they're the only band to have ever done that. I think that's what stuck <laughs> out. I don't know what that song was. I think it was, it's all been done. It, it's all been done. 99. They also did it in Conan in 1998. So you were right on both counts. Oh, nice. you go. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was definitely the time in my life when I was uh, obsessively watching both those shows. So, okay. uh, <laughs> right. So uh, um, having, having not heard it in a long time, coming back to it, what did you think about it? What did you feel about it? Just general thoughts. Uh, I think it's great. I think it is super. It, it's great. I loved it. I've like listened, you know, I've listened to it just casually. I've put it on around the house several yeah. times. I think it's an awesome song and really like, you know, really indicative of a time in music. You know, I think, uh, you know, just on the YouTube link, when you listen to the song, the next song that auto plays after it is Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> oh, Fight the Break of Dawn. Yeah. Because it kind of like, it's like, I know what you're looking for. <laughs> right. uh, I have an algorithm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, it, it, it always stinks to kind of be the, the, you know, aging white guy reminiscing about you know, times they are a change in, but it is, it was just kind of, it, 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 it's very charming to think that there was a time when this was like pop music that was on the radio, It was just kind of this goofy power pop song, right. you know, sing along chorus, woo hoo hoos, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you blast this in the mall, uh, you grab an orange Julius, right, uh, right. simpler times. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely, it definitely like, you know, it definitely reminded me of childhood. It definitely reminded me of growing up For sure. and yeah, just kind of a, a time in music that I think, you know, uh, you know, probably gets dunked on a lot, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, like produced some really cool songs and definitely like, you know, nothing, you know, nothing like this will ever be a popular song again. I don't think. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's very cool. It's very, I don't know, very cool that this, this, you know, just like fun, catchy, you know, well-written song, uh, got to kind of have a moment, uh, in the kind of, you know, pop culture zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, th- I like this song because I feel like, uh, <clears throat> one week grabs all, like one week gets dunked on way more and grabs all the flash. Sure. And this song is equally like silly as one week, but 
it's kind of no kind i of, don't think that's true <laughs> it's under the radar oh, that's is, incorrect <laughs> that's, this, this song mentions aquaman a total of zero times yeah this, this song does not contain i'm sorry i mean i know this is your show but uh, <laughs> no you're the host now this, oh <laughs> yeah. that's true i forget i'm the host yeah. but this this song does not contain the phrase chicken the china the chinese chicken well if you say so <laughs> yeah I think, I think i heard it yeah i think someone mutters it in the background throughout the whole thing um, i don't know to me to me this song is less you know, is less something you would hear on Dr. Demento, and it kind of sounds like it would be a, you know, a Nick Lowe song or an Elvis Costello song or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of something in that world of, you know, uh, you know, 70s, 80s power pop, a Joe Jackson, something, not the, you know, uh, the guy who, uh, who, uh, not the father of the Jackson (laughs) family, of course, but the (laughs) British power pop musician. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of just a, it, I mean, it has funny parts to it and it has like clever wordplay, but it definitely like, uh, seems to me to be more of a alternative rock pop song than a, you know, comedy or a novelty song, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and plus we definitely did the one week episode already. And when we did that, we, we mentioned how that was, I mean, it was all kind of freestyled, like it mm-hmm. had nothing to do with anything. Uh, and this yeah. one seems to have some narrative through line running through it. Right. Like Indeed. something going yes. on. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Did you have more of a thought than, than just this song is equally silly to one? Well, I feel like, I feel like uh, what I was trying to say is that uh, one week caught a lot of the flack. Oh, like, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. dunks on that. Yeah. And that, that sort of saved this song from having that happen to it. Yeah. As much. Yeah, I and, can... But that, uh, they bring up a very good point in that it's not it's not as silly like there's no freestyle rap break where right (laughs) yes and i mean this one i mean yeah and one week is obviously way more popular and continues to be way more popular but i think this one got used more in terms of like licensing and stuff because i remember like Hmm. it was there was some mtv show that used this as the ending song it was like a show about it was it was kind of like pop-up video vh1 (laughs) style um and then it was like there was the cartoon baby blues that used this and um, just all well, sorts of... It's all been done sort of lends itself well to ad copy. Yes. <laughs> like, especially, like, especially like aughts, like yeah. sort of ironic Are aughts ad copy. Are you super surprised that this hasn't been used in an ad for something like in 2019? Oh, yeah, like uh, nihilism, anti-natalism. <laughs> yeah, an ad for nihilism <laughs> that you see on NBC all the time. <laughs> just white, white text on a black screen. It's, it's all been done, plays in the background. <laughs> It's often done, end it now. Walk hand in hand into oblivion. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Death is the gift we give ourselves. <laughs> For sure, though. I mean, this song is... Not only is it bottled nostalgia simply because of the era that it was released in, but it also, I mean, is kind of... it. The whole thing is about nostalgia, right? It's predicated on the idea that nostalgia, right? I mean, like... Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to talk about the... First up, real quick... Jordan, were you when you when you wandered around the house blasting the song? Were you blasting the video version because the video version is weird? Yeah, it's a bizarre- yeah. It uh, um, you know, so the the video of the song is it's like a house party that BNL are playing at. Yeah, uh, they have boy, they just have on some terrible suits, some terrible yeah. '90s gray shoulder sure. pad suits. Uh, and yeah, and then it's kind of like going around this house party, and you see it from the perspective of the animals that are at the party. Yeah. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a dog, a cat and a bird, I think. And then to, to signify that you're in the POV of the animal, it goes into that, like kind of like fisheye lens that you would see in a skateboard video. Yeah, exactly. More late nineties bullshit. Yeah. And there's like, yeah. And there's, um, 
Uh, yeah, and then, like, you know, uh, uh, based on where the animal is, sometimes the song gets, like, distorted or far away. I think that the dog jumps in the pool, and then the song sounds like it's underwater for a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a good third of the song. song it's like seen from a perspective underwater. of a fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that because I was watching it blind as well the first mm-hmm. time I ran through it, and, like, a third of the, I mean, I knew that there was a music video, so there would be some goofy sound effects and stuff, but... The underwater went on so long that I actually had to alt-tab, like, back to it and be like, what, well, is something wrong with my speaker? Yeah, is this link or... broken? Yeah. And then there yeah. was the one the one where they're, like, watching BNL on TV at one point during the video. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to figure if this video is weirder or less weird than the one-week video. And I, it's just, like, this one, <laughs> this one could occur in real life so that... That's okay. weird, except for like the the like weird animal sense writing that goes on, like where you're like put in the perspective of the. But this is sort of it's sort of a continuation of shoebox video, even like what if they were inside of the eyes of the animals? <laughs> it's very conceptual, <laughs> yeah. But you know who directed the video, right? Doug Aitken. He's like a he's like a conceptual artist. Oh, like a like a performance artist. Um, or? he he's not a performer himself, uh-huh. but he puts together like these. He calls them liquid architecture. Oh boy, and like okay. soundscapes. Um, he did this. He he calls them happenings. So he had they had this like live museum downtown. I want to say it was in either San Francisco or L.A. I don't remember where it, actually it was, but they put together like this. It's it's basically like a proto flash mob okay. where like people would just show up and perform at this outdoor museum that would just happen all the time and it's he's he's just an installation artist That's... like and it's he's very avant garde and his he's oh what he's most famous for is like this uh, convex or maybe it's con it's concave screen so like you go into this museum and he's put up this like video I forget, I think it's like he calls it song number one or something like that where he deconstructs oh I only have I only have eyes for you I okay. only have eyes so he deconstructs that. And but the point was that it's projected all over this concave museum, so you can't ever see the whole video, no matter where you're standing. Oh. So like the screen is everywhere. It's interesting. So you have to sort of decide where you're looking. Yeah. And so he likes that sort of stuff. And yeah. then this is a very interesting video. Do you was this his first foray into commercial art? I didn't get his IMDb. Okay. So like I just uh, I remembered his name, so I like Wikipedia'd him, and I'm like, right. oh, okay, this guy. Okay. That's a very weird choice. Like you go from like Mick G to this guy. Yeah, yeah, very strange. So I, I mean, can we? Can, are we all in agreement that this party fucking sucks? Like, or maybe it's the best party ever. This really? looks like this is like one of those like parties in like a '90s high school video where like. The kids are all like they're trying. This is one of those parties the kids are all trying to break into, like the high school kids, like the cool party, because everyone's here. Like it's got dancers, it's got a, a those live dancers band. Killed. That was the only part of the video I enjoyed is when those three men just broke into yeah. a synchronized. And it's dance. like a, it's a very like, it's like a Star Trek party. It's got representatives from every sort of like subculture <laughs> and everything. They're all together having a good time. Like there's like hippies, there's like Rasta guys, there's dancers, there's blues, there's everything's in this party and right. so this is at the end of the movie where they like break in and they're like yes we're finally here we're gonna get we're gonna get laid at this party because this is like what a high school kids idea of what a great party is like sure so i don't know i just thought it was it was a lot of fun right. i just laughed through the whole video jordan does this party suck or fuck please tell us <laughs> well i mean i don't think anyone at the party fucks okay uh, <laughs> true but uh yeah i don't know it's definitely it's definitely like charming it's definitely like in you know in line with you know what i feel the bnl ethos is Mm -hmm. which is kind of just a general you know uh, a general fun good time yeah i mean i think it looks sparsely populated it looks like not a lot of people are there but i'm sure that is a production consideration more than it is you know 
a style choice. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was nice. I mean, it definitely, like, it definitely, you know, didn't have a lot to do with the song, mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a fun video and definitely, you know, definitely of the era. It definitely reminded mm-hmm. me of, you know, uh, yeah, like the Hootie and the Blowfish video where they're all on a road trip. I don't know. It's just kind of like wholesome goofing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, I mean, because this is the, like, the 90s are sort of a transition between the videos where it's the early MTV videos where it's just the band playing sure. and there might be some right. like smoke effects or something or right. close-ups or like filters on the, on the screen to actual music videos where they're like directed and stuff like that. So you're still, and there's a plot still, line or yeah, something. Yeah. They're still trying to put together what a music video is at this point, which I really enjoy. Yeah. I feel like a lot I of, just throw a bunch of cool stuff in it. That'd be fun. <laughs> right. Don't you want to see some cool stuff? And you know, this was shot and I think it's uh, Andrew Dice Clay's old mansion. What really? Yeah, you wow. did a lot more research about the video than I did. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, I was the video amused me so much. I'm like, where the fuck is this? What's going on here? So I did. A, yeah, I actually did. I think more video research on the video than the song itself. I feel like a lot of <laughs> '80s music videos, though, weren't they like house parties? Like, I feel like this kind of continues the trend. Yeah, of... maybe. I don't. I don't remember a lot of '80s music videos. You remember at the very least, Kid and his friend play, correct? <laughs> is that the crisscross? No, that was, that was the movie I'm house fucking, part. I, I hate you. Okay, go to hell. All mm-hmm. right, um, all right. We can let's let's actually transition to talk about the song. So, like this song, the song. Oh, that lady killed that fish. By the way, the fish is dead. Wait, what happened? I don't in the remember. in the song, she pours the fish bowl out into the pool oh, with no. like chlorine. Yeah, she just murdered that fish. That fish is oh, gone. Oh, that's right. It's the fish. I thought the dog jumped into the pool. I had oh. a little bit of a hard time following. <laughs> it's uh, totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah, it takes about six watches to get that, uh, to get the uh, sure. the transference of consciousness down. Do you think the person right. was like... Right, it's, like it's like a Darren Aronofsky movie. <laughs> it's like a single consciousness throughout this whole thing. <laughs> a single... Yeah, this is the GameCube game Geist. There's one person who understands that <laughs> reference, but goddamn are they appreciating it. Um, yeah, it was it revealed something new upon every rewatch. This was definitely a, a conceptual. Well, I didn't even think about the fact that she totally fucking killed that fish, though. That sucks. This this movie. Yeah, here. that was the only. The bird might have died later too. That's so, true. It just like flows away. It's like I don't know if it was like oh, all these animals native are dead to that now. client. I mean, that, I mean, they probably are all dead. That sucks. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> Let's move on from that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I we mean, always like to end each segment with a real downer. Yeah, we do. That's what we like to do on this show. Like this is so. Like I was trying to pick out pieces from this song, and I think there are a lot of, especially instrumentally, there's a lot of pieces to pick out. But when you put them all together, this song is like, it's it's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like there's nothing that stands out to me specifically. It's not like are you wow, talking about like, musically or, or lyrically. Musically, or, yeah. okay, musically, like yeah. that guitar line was really cool. Like it's all super solid, right? I like that damn keyboard. The keyboard was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the the part where it's sort of walking down the mm-hmm. sort of light motif, like. It reminded me of um uh that what is that dude that's the Munsters theme yes. song isn't it I don't know why it put me in mind of the Munsters but indeed it did um but like so what makes this song so catchy I mean everything's solid but I it was kind of like just generically nineties I think it right? grabs you by the crotch from the get go like that the first like and it's just like it's just like someone just like goosing you straight up and you're just like along for the ride it's gonna drag you by the crotch through this whole thing <laughs> is that how you viewed this song well i just felt it like as soon as you, like you put it on you put on your uh, binaural uh, headphones and you just like it just shoots you right out of your seat you get goosed it's 
it's gonna goose you. This is the most disgusting way you've ever described yeah. a barenaked lace. Stick a thumb, pull out a plum. <laughs> Grabbing you by the crotch. Uh, is there anything that stood out instrumentally to you, Jordan, uh, that you could pick out? Like it was, it was hard, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it is. You know, it is very just straight ahead. You know, it's, right. it's super down the middle. I mean, I think the harmonies are great. I know you're asking about instrumentation, but no, uh, that's, yeah, harmonies. Yeah, are I mean, I, lo- I yeah, I love all the backing vocals, and yeah, I mean, I definitely, and I and I guess something that BNL fans have told me is that like you know how great they sound live because they all harmonize mm-hmm. and that there's maybe some they do some acapella stuff uh which is not maybe not helping their uh image as uh a dork rock band <laughs> right uh but yeah i mean i think they really like utilize you know they utilize those harmonies well and then uh, uh yeah and then and you know the woohoo hoos are fucking oh, a plus they're so yeah. good it's all is like it's what the bare naked ladies do distilled down to into its purest and most like streamlined form like this is everything <laughs> this is, they this do is mainlining all together ladies. yeah like this song i mean except it, there's no like rap break if there had been yeah. a short rap break then this would be everything the bare naked ladies do <laughs> but i mean it's it's uh he does i think this is one of his first rock guitar solos on a song we've heard Yeah, usually he's got some sort of country twang to these. Yeah, uh, so he's he's doing rock guitar. And, yeah, well, um, I didn't think about I mean, that. I want to be honest. This is probably, if not my favorite, one of my favorite Stephen Page written songs. Yeah. Because it's the le- it's the one, well, that we've encountered so far, I should say. Mm-hmm. Because he's not talking about killing himself. He's <laughs> or, not talking about how sad he is. or Abusing how, a girlfriend. Well, actually, to be honest. Well, okay, yeah. we, we uh, And we can get into that. Let's you want to get, get into, into that? that? Yeah, sure. Because so I don't feel like this song's about a relationship so much as someone who really wants to have a relationship yes. and is chasing a, a, a partner, a right. perceived partner, man right. or woman, forever. Yes. <laughs> I guess I would. I mean, again, we're following his long trend of MRA red pilling straight down. Like, he he, he deserves it, and he will get it, <laughs> no matter what you say, right? She tells him no clearly on several occasions. Right. And but even yet. like the that line, I begged you to let me take you home. You were wrong. So she's like, no, you can't take me home. He's like, well, you're wrong. I'm right. I should take you home. And she's like, uh, goodbye. Yeah. He's like, good night. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you were wrong. It's always it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia, sort of Charlie and the waitress thing. Yeah, very much. Yes, I can see that. Except both of them are time travelers or uh, AIs or uh, vampires. Yeah, we'll we'll get to all those later. <laughs> oh, well, wait. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. This obviously, yeah, she wants something to do with him. He won't take no for an answer. But if I I, I don't think I, yeah, I wondered if it was a macro view of one relationship or like a bunch of relationships across different. I, I really hoped it wasn't just one relationship. Maybe right? it's like a, like the video, one consciousness traveling through many many bodies. Do you really believe the video had anything to do with the content <laughs> of this? I don't know. I would love for that to be true, but but I don't think that is true. No, I spent most of my time trying to pinpoint where everything happened in history. Oh, you did? Well, of course. <laughs> I'm a historian, so I'm like, I wonder when well, it, the it, fall of Rome happened. Like, uh, where, where, when could they have met? Okay. Did you pinpoint it? Well, it depends. I mean, the fall of Rome's a long time. And are we talking about the Eastern Roman Empire, the Western Roman Empire? Like, I mean, we could say Jesus it was... Christ. 
I mean, we could say it's 1453 with the fall of Constantinople. So basically any time before 1453, they could have met. Or uh-huh. we could say it's like, uh, like I think four, like 470, 476, where like Odoacer takes over the, like deposes the last Roman emperor in the West, Romulus Augustulus. I wonder, do you remember when I mentioned Geist for the GameCube earlier? Yeah. I wonder if more people understand what I said or what you're saying right now. Well, I mean, because the, Julius Nepos tries to reconquer the Italian peninsula and belisarius is there okay it's a rome could have fallen anytime but so they could have met anywhere at any time it could have been like prehistoric yeah the neolithic period (laughs) sure absolutely i hope that's what it it could have been like at the building of like where where, um imhotep builds the first pyramid og beg you to let him take you back to cave (laughs) you say no (laughs) og right you know people always talk like cavemen have very underdeveloped grammar but our i think i think my understanding is is that their grammar and syntax would probably be of just as good as if they just didn't have the vocabulary we did um okay so the translation is really our fault okay we which is weird because we have more words than they did i'm sure (laughs) like we have computers and shit that they didn't even comprehend you are such a funny person in real life, and the fact that you don't understand bits on this show <laughs> really makes me laugh a lot. I think people must think you're a robot. Our 30 fans must... Well, does he not know that Saker doesn't think that or maybe talked like that? Maybe I'm doing a bit, Saker. Oh, shit. We're in bitception <laughs> right now. Me up I do not like this. Um, yeah. A uh, lot of gross sex stuff in this song, right? Really? Didn't... Is that Jordan? Did you read it that way? Uh, I didn't pick up any gross sex stuff. I oh. mean, you know, there's definitely the, you know, there's definitely a, you know, Just please that, baby, please element running through it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, that, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. That bridge. That if I put my fingers here, if I play the same three chords, will you just yawn and say? So you're saying all of this is a reference to like? No, like I think it's bridge, all been done sexually. Like uh, we've done, we've done missionary, we've done doggy style, we've done role play. <laughs> Maybe. I'm oh, sorry. What, we've what, done pain play. We've done psychoplasms. <laughs> we've done dream gasms. We've done dream oh, griefing. Jesus we've done mask Christ. play. We've done teethless. Teethless. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying, Jordan? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I think I, you know, uh, something something that I kind of took away from the song, and I don't know if this was the intent or not, but mm-hmm. it seems to, uh, it could also be about, I mean, it's about, you know, it could be about a romantic relationship, but mm-hmm. it also kind of seems to be about, you know, uh, uh, creativity. You know, it seems oh. to be about kind of chasing, you know, chasing chasing a muse or chasing originality. And I especially thought the part about, you know, if I put my fingers here and I play the same three chords, um, it, 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 I don't know. And it, it, it's something interesting that that comes in a song that is so down the middle. You know, right. it is a down the middle, you know, alternative rock pop song. And, you know, it seems, to, yeah, I don't know. It seems to be that kind of you know, the old South Park Simpsons did it. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's all been done because the song does have a lot of cliches in it, you know. Right. Before the West was won, before the fall of Rome. Like, these are all things we've seen before. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I think, it, it, you know, it could be about chasing a romantic partner, but it also does seem to be about chasing something original, like chasing an original, sure. you know, piece of work or an original piece of creativity and kind of like, you know, putting something together and that inevitable frustration when you know that Mm. you know shit i've seen something just like this and you know 
there's nothing I can do, uh, you know, every song has been sung, it's all been done. I don't know, I think that's that's another way you could look at this stuff. It's like the, you know, the thing he's chasing maybe is not a person, but it's also a kind of a, you know, uh, a yeah. creative creative success. What a great read. Yeah, yeah I that's, think that's... That was, that, that's, that's much better than... <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking vampire time travelers, but yeah. yeah. No, I mean... That was, I, that's, uh, I was just sitting here, like, thinking the whole time. That's really awesome, like, trying to chase. I mean, because everyone at this, at this, at these microphones uh, would probably call themselves at least an amateur creative. I mean, mm-hmm. me and Saker are so much less than Jordan. But, right. Uh, so being, so having that feeling of chasing, having to chase something down, and then you're halfway into whatever you're doing, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. That, yeah, for that, sure. This has all been, this has been done before. Like, right. I need something new and fresh and, you know. You need to do something well, that's already been done better than anyone's ever done it. Sure, and I, I think the the one of the lines that confounded me the most as I was kind of reading this was was I mean not just the line but the whole last verse where you know uh, alone aboard on a thirtieth century night w- w- I see you on the prices right will I cry will I smile. I wondered that nostalgic wistfulness for this relationship that sucked the whole fucking time. Like, well, why is he so nostalgic? He's but, speculating from because this doesn't happen. What? He's just assuming he'll still be alive then. Sure, but, he's but like, will, will I do any of this? <laughs> so he's in the moment. He might not do any of it at all. Sure, but yeah, I just wondered, like, you know, if, if why would he feel nostalgic about this this thing that was horrible to him, even speculatively? Um, and I I think it makes a lot more sense if he's thinking about an idea and not a person. I like that a lot. I think that's a good read for this. Or maybe uh, he's got his nostalgia goggles on full because the last time he met her was before the West was run. So we're talking like the 1800s sometime, and sure. then. 2200 years later he's like oh i remember you Ah, hey hey yeah 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 that checks out that's interesting i don't know um and then i i also wonder how much of this i'm sure you know as usual stephen page did his homework but it could just be the same thing where we talked about this before on born on a pirate ship where it's just like maybe they walked in the studio with they did they did did you read an interview yeah Okay, well, can you go ahead? Uh, that's basically it. They oh, wanted okay. to. They wanted to. Uh, they wanted that refrain. They wanted a song that just woohoo who was the refrain, and right. that was the that was the foundation of the of the song, and then they just built on that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, a lot of. I mean, you've been kind of down on them for doing that stuff like that in the past, but a lot of ideas start like that. You just have like, I want to do something with this. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, and you start adding on various yeah, aspects, yeah, yeah. and then it becomes something amazing. Like it's all been done. Yeah. Shit's all in one. <laughs> Interesting. Um, cool. That's a great read. I really like that. Um, yeah, there's so, so a couple weird uh, mysteries in this song for me. Um, after the drum hits during the chorus, there's a woman saying something. She's talking in French. It uh, maybe her name. They, he's, she's uh, credited as Natasha Hibbert. Uh-huh. With a, like apostrophe in it. Uh-huh. And she's speaking in French and she may be Ed's wife. Because she's Andy Cregan's wife. Oh, really? I did a little extra oh, research. Natalie on her. Herbert. Yes. Okay, Andy Cregan's wife. Okay, yes. and it just says yawn. I hate it. Yawn. I hate it. Yeah, in French. Oh, That's, uh, according to my mm-hmm. really shitty translation. Okay, cool. Oh well. 
All right. Did well, I that just, I'm sorry solves for, the. Did I just cut your legs out, Saker? You, yeah. You want to? <laughs> I had a premise. Do you want one of my notes so you can have it? You want to talk about uh, how the West was won? You want to talk about? Uh, that's all the notes I got left, <laughs> sure buddy. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry um, about that. No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, you could talk about uh, my, the live version. How about I talk about? Dumbass, this this week in dumbass YouTube comments. Okay. Oh man, did I love this one! So uh, we have a, a guy named Joshinator who writes, "It's nice being related to Stephen Page in this band. He's my uncle," which is the <laughs> nice the equivalent of someone saying, "My uncle works for Nintendo." Someone right. responds to him. David Badeau says, "I once provided lawn care to Gord Downey's aunt. She gave me coffee, not to be one up." <laughs> Jeff Balcombe says. My friend from school dated Neil Peart's niece. <laughs> and then it's all topped off by Meowth Rocket, who simply says, my brother works for Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just a bizarre one-upping on the YouTube page for this song. <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah. I mean, it's also, you know, and I think, you know, hard to hard to talk about the Bare Naked Ladies for an hour and not mention how Canadian they are. Oh, my God, mm. yes. <laughs> uh, and this is a very Canadian YouTube comment thread. It's like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> I did some yard work for her, and she gave me coffee. Yes, not just yeah, not Gordon Downey, but it's Gordon so Downey's it's so pleasant. <laughs> it is. Everyone is so polite in this thread. Yeah, it involves someone named Gord. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. I once did the gutters for Getty Lee's house. Did you really? No. Oh, I'm so <laughs> impressed. No, it has to be Getty Lee's college roommates. I found friend. a brick that Alanis Morissette threw through a window. <laughs> wow, very impressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you did you have any other anything else that stood out to you about this song, Jordan? Or oh, um, no. Yeah, I mean, I also was kind of wondering what that little bit of French was. So yeah, thanks for thanks for the translation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think I think you know if you do wanna if you do wanna look at it as being about you know, creativity in general. Uh, yeah, that, that that voice kind of sounds like it could be the public, you know, mm. and kind of being afraid that the, you know, the public is going to ignore you because, you know, this is just another, you know, two and a half minute, three chord pop song. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's so. true. Damn. Okay, you've that's that is now canon. Yeah, you've so canonized this explanation <laughs> in my head. And this does, I mean, this does sort of, it preempts the te- 20 teens irony, like, fetish where it's sort of a meta a meta textual narrative uh, making fun poking fun of itself because yeah. it is a three chord uh, basically a three chord pop song for sure talking about how shitty three chord pop songs are yeah 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 this sort of leads into the uh this is the progenitor of the the deadpool yeah. break the fourth wall sort so, of yeah. humor that again, we have nowadays again bnl sure. is ahead of the curve yeah. so far ahead of the curve that the curve like by the time the curve gets there they're already behind the curve <laughs> by the time the curve gets there they're already viewed as a 50 year old yeah. band yeah. that only dads yeah. listen to sure when they need to i get- thought of i mean it's a little more it's a little more out in front but i definitely thought about the Elvis Costello song Radio Radio while mm-hmm. I was listening to this. It's, you know, him complaining about how, you know, at that time what was on the radio was so, you know, you know, was so key to what got popular and kind of in but it is also in the package of a really perfect, catchy ass song that can be played on the radio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's I mean that's you know, that's a little more blatant what it's about. Um but yeah, it definitely kind of seemed to be that thing of like, I guess this is what you want, right? Uh, Are you not? So amused? yeah, kind of like, kind of like playing a playing a very like down the middle pop song, but also kind of like commenting on what that means. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. Uh, 
Ev, anything else before we get to rating it? Uh, well, the, oh, you're got to get to a horror read, don't we? Or no, a, vamp- a uh, well, post-apocalyptic read. Yeah, I could do a post-apocalyptic read, but I, I usually do a vampire read and a post-apocalyptic lead. Sure. Read, uh, Jordan, just for your information, <laughs> because well, this this album. Sure. About, no, you gotta have segments. <laughs> well, each each album has a different theme, and this is about the apoco- post-apocalypse. Yes, that's correct. Uh, yes, okay. Everyone knows, gotcha. but the vampire read is just too easy. I won't even insult our listeners sure. by doing it. So. <laughs> of course. Uh, but the post-apocalyptic, I'm thinking we're defo in a matrix situation here. Okay. Sure. Mm. So you've got everyone stuck in this VR world and the AIs, let's say these AIs are made by humanity mm-hmm. and they've got certain blind spots. So mm-hmm. they're robots. They're, they're able, they're self-aware robots, but they're not creative enough to create new, they're, they're just sort of stuck in this endless loop mm-hmm. and they're just redoing the same things over and over again. So they put everybody, they put humanity in this sort of VR scape and they keep running different programs, sort of like a Westworld Ooh, thing okay. to see what the fuck will come up with. And then okay. they steal our ideas. Oh shit. All right. So, that's so that's so that the, it's all been done is the AI is going, ah, it's all been done. And then just like reset the program. And then everyone's mind is thrown into the, in the fall of Rome or thrown the West just to see. <laughs> so they're doing basically sociological experiments on us to see what we will create. Uh huh in the context of the rules they have set up, which okay. I think is very interesting. And then they just steal our ideas. Sure, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. a real life matrix because our, our bodies are very inefficient batteries, but maybe our brains would be useful to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you could slave a human brain the way we slave computers, so it's just a role reversal here. This is kind of a, uh, I have no mouth and I must scream sort of. Uh, I guess. I mean, he's not harvesting anything but hatred and sorrow, but <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, was there was there more? You opened your mouth again and then closed it. <laughs> okay. I, I had to. I have to breathe through my mouth because my nose is stuffed. Up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's get to rating this song. All right. Uh, so we are rating the song, of course, on our usual scale of bare naked to fully clothed, where the more clothes a song has on, the worse it is. The more naked a song is, clothes wear. Etc. Et yes. <laughs> uh, Jordan, we'll give you some time to think about it. Evan, as usual, we'll hit you up first. What is your rating? This song, to me, mm-hmm. is fully naked, mm-hmm. but the all of its like fiddly bits are all blurred out. Oh, okay. So because it's not anything you'd really want to see. Oh. Well, it's not. It's not blurred out because of censorship or anything like that. It's uh-huh. just like, eh, you know, the, the song's naked, but who cares? <laughs> okay. Like so not okay, so so not blurred for So it's for, not wearing any clothes at all, but you're not really looking at it to begin with. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is is this your first fully naked song? I've had some that are well, I mean this one isn't fully naked. It's okay, not the wearing, mosaic it's, tone is clothing. Here. It's not wearing it's not wearing any clothes, uh-huh. but it's definitely not naked. No, uh-huh. my I think my first uh, my first fully naked song is definitely coming up on this album. Oh really? Yeah, my my favorite oh, BNL song is is coming up. Okay, all right, save it's it. It's not a secret. Okay. Did you mention it before? I mean, I love it more than I did the week before. <laughs> okay. Every week. <laughs> I understand. Uh, okay, that's cool. Um, I think mine is probably similar. Um, I think up until now, um, uh, uh, my favorite BNL song was Enid. And I said that Enid was a fully naked man with a thimble on each finger. Mm. Um, so... I think and I'm going to have... And on the tip have, of his penis. I, and on one on the tip of his penis. So here's what I'm going to do for this one. I think this one is fully naked completely. Mm-hmm. But I think that for the sake of modesty, of course, he is wearing something... Everyone else is blind. <laughs> something around <laughs> something around his genitalia. And it's just sort of a, a container for it. But on that container... Like a is mason jar? Your, well, it's, it's cloth. Right, okay. but on it is the face like of your first sack. grade teacher. Right, okay. so <laughs> you look at it and it looks 
familiar. Who was your first grade teacher? My first grade teacher was Mrs. Peterson. So on it is Mrs. Peterson's <laughs> face. Is it, Mrs. Is Shout it out the, to Mrs. Peterson, who of course listens to the podcast. Is it the face of whoever's first grade teacher yes. looks oh, yeah, at it? Yes, oh yeah, it changes depending on okay, the person. So the, AIs, the AIs change it depending on whoever's looking at it. Uh, and yeah, so so when you look at it, it is simultaneously nostalgic uh, and, and, and kind of lovely <laughs> a little bit. Well, I guess it depends on what your relationship with your first grade teacher was. Sure, Mine I suppose. Mine was contentious. So. Oh, was it? Yeah, I was not a, I was a, I acted out a lot. You were a little shit? I was, I wouldn't say a little shit, but I had like very mild ADD. So okay. I was hard to, hard to manage. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Well then it's, it's your second grade te- I don't know. Oh it's no, memory, I hated her. It's a memory of a good educator. <laughs> okay. Jordan, what was your rating for this song? Uh, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fully naked, ah, sun's cool. out buns out <laughs> nothing covering anything i think it's a great song and i think if mm. you you know hard to kind of like say what exactly this genre of music is but if we are mm-hmm. talking about the like great songs of like 90s college rock or 90s you know folk pop or whatever mm-hmm. this is like i don't know is this the best song <laughs> like in that genre it's so good it's such a good yeah. song fully naked uh no n- no complaints unqualified very very good song yeah so, so there's a mount rushmore of college 90s college rock and <laughs> yeah. this is one of the this is like a this thomas is jefferson's face oh this is jefferson okay. totally or is this, oh this is the best one so you're saying this is this Washington? is lincoln so we're making we're making judgment calls on the presidential <laughs> efficacy yeah, 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 all right let's let's avoid yeah. that and again i i you know i a uh, very very limited you know again i i know those ted and bare naked, naked lady songs that i downloaded from napster but i don't know this is is this the best one is this the best bare naked lady song it might be to me yeah, it's it's certainly not the worst. Well, yes, to latote you up for you sure. You are the host of this show. That's so. true. I'm <laughs> the host. The podcast <laughs> is over. We've called it. We found the best one. Oh shit! Right. Okay, thank we're, you for releasing us. You from just free me? Yeah, we're done. Uh, cool, Jordan so, Morris. Thank you so much for being on this yes. show. What do you have coming up? What podcasts do you have going on? Uh, what's What's up with you? Uh, sure. Yeah. If uh, If uh, If you like If you like listening to chatty podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. you can take a look at uh, Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, that's anywhere you get uh, you get podcasts. That's me and uh, Jesse Thorne from. Bullseye and Judge John Hodgman just having a nice goof around every week with some cool celebrity guests. And uh, yeah, I have a uh, narrative podcast called Bubble um, that is kind of a sci-fi comedy. It's scripted. It's, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you into uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Welcome to Night Vale or anything that's kind of in that zone, uh, I think people will like it. Uh, it's called Bubble and it's wherever you get a podcast. Yeah, Bubble, I will heartily endorse. I really, I listened to it this summer and it was a joy. Thank you for for your contributions. Thanks, to this, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thanks for listening. <laughs> this podcast, the universe. Um, yeah, and of course, Jesse, our listeners who've not heard the most famous podcast in the world, the episode Jane listeners, you know what's going on. <laughs> All right, Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, you've been an absolute joy, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you Thanks. so much. All right, bye-bye. Hey, Evan. Oh, God, are we doing it already? We're doing it already. <laughs> We're in the drink, my friend. You surprised friend. me. I just, I just got out of bed. <laughs> I had I the microphone set up at your bedside. Really drunk after I spent the night at your house at uh, New Year's, uh, and Saker has just surprised me with a microphone in bed. 
<laughs> some some couples do breakfast in bed. This podcasting couple. I didn't does microphones. I didn't in even bed. know this was a room in your house. I've never actually been upstairs in your house before. We usually record in my dungeon. I yeah. believe, as we've previously established, with it's all been done. Canon. Your BNL dungeon with all your fucking mannequins made up to look like all the boys. That's correct. Yes, and your summoning circle. Where <laughs> well, <laughs> usually right. I don't let you out of there. <laughs> yeah, but one day out of year in the intercalary uh, time That's between true. the uh, solstice and the uh, new year. <laughs> The bonds grow weak, and I am allowed for, to walk the earth once more. That's true. Ten days, and you chose to come to a party, which is weird. I mean, I've sort of been Stockholmed into liking you, so... That's true. I mean, you invited me. To the party? Yeah. Or everyone... to like me. <laughs> I invited you to like me as well. <laughs> both, both. So I, I just, uh, usually I just go sit at, like, McDonald's or something for five or six days, because, <laughs> I mean, everybody I know is dead, and, like, everybody... All their kids are dead. Uh-huh. So like my, I mean my great grandkids, I suppose. Yeah. Like I could, I could seek them out. But what's the fucking point? They don't know me. They don't. They're just like strangers, basically. Yeah, but you could get to know them. Wouldn't you? Be I'm a ghost. Please, this punch. If they have the same interests as you, or like they don't. You don't know that. What do you mean? You they think don't? they like marbles and cradle stacking? That's what we were into in the tickities. <laughs> stacking cradles. Well, I mean, there's an art to it. <laughs> I see. Do you mean like baby cradles? You gotta rock them. <laughs> Okay. If these cradles are rocking, you better up. be stocking uh-huh. more cradles because I'm going to be stacking them up so high <laughs> to the sky. Cradles are racking, you'd better yeah. be stacking. I mean, and who, I've, it's been a while since I've seen a kid with like the hoop and the stick. <laughs> so I'm going to. Nowadays, these kids are all about hoop earrings <laughs> and sticking the landing of their water <laughs> bottle toss. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, I, would, I don't know what you're talking about. Again, I got to just sit in the McDonald's. <sighs> But you know McDonald's. McDonald's is well. I just go to I just go to the light. I'm like a. uh, (laughs) I really want to get to heaven, so I just kind of wonder. And they're usually the fast food. Since we're in the Midwest, the fast foods are the brightest around. You put those two arches together, they form a real oblong halo. Yeah, that's what you're looking for, right? And M M is God's maiden name. (laughs) Sorry, one more time. M is God's maiden name. Okay, what's his uh, what's his married name? Jesus. God, Jesus. God, Jesus. God, Jesus. <laughs> or whatever, I guess, whatever, like, Mary's last name was. Magdalene? Yeah. God Wait, Magdalene. he took her last name? Oh, you have? I mean, so, maybe, I guess. He doesn't have a last name of his own. Wait, they never got married. God mm-hmm. had out-of-wedlock sex. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's just like Congress, right? You do the stuff, and then you make it illegal for other people to do the stuff. <laughs> I guess. That's got to be a really uncomfortable, like family reunion christmas party where like god shows up uh-huh. and like mary's there uh-huh. and it's like oh hey god like jesus is like hey god everyone it's cool because they're all in heaven right, right joseph right. mary so they're like mary shows up and god's there and then god's like oh joseph yeah joseph is like god <laughs> they just have that like moment where their eyes meet across Very the terse, room yeah. yeah 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 do you think zeus is in heaven do i think zeus is in heaven i mean no <laughs> I think Zeus, if Zeus existed, he went to double hell, right? Double hell. Yeah, because when God became the biggest God, he shot Zeus to hell. Do you think it was like a, ti- I think all like a Titans other- thing where he ate God? No, I think all He ate Zeus and took his powers? Because God has like storm powers too, doesn't he? Does he? The Christian God? Yeah, you like make storms and like thunders and stuff he in the has, Old Testament, doesn't omnipotent. he? Which is, man, back when God had... I remember how gods used to be. <laughs> gods used to have personalities. Here's the god of storms. Here's the god yeah. of the hearth. Here's the god of the mm-hmm. underworld. God, capital G, is just like 
Yep. I got it all, bitch. And I mean, it, What's it up? explained why good things can happen to bad people, right? Because the gods, like, you may have gotten one god's favor, right. but then you've pissed off another god. Yeah. So, as opposed to one omnipotent god, where good things happen to bad people mean that it's either part of some plan we can't possibly comprehend, or god's a fucking shithead. <laughs> like, he's right. an asshole. Yeah, it makes it a lot less interesting, too. If we don't have a bunch of characters, we just have Superman. Yeah. That's the only character that exists in this <laughs> the Marvel universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. So are, like, the other gods, like, suicide? squad they think that they got together like a bunch of like pagan gods and like it's like mithras and zeus and all those good guys all the and then force them them to do a mission for the government or else they would blow them up (laughs) (laughs) no when god became god he shot them all down to hell oh okay that's where they live now that sucks yeah uh zeus yehovah do you think they have a special circle uh a special circle for the you know because like we went through all the circles of hell oh yeah um yes I think they all reside on the circle for gluttons. <laughs> <laughs> They're gluttons for worship. <laughs> they were gluttons for worship. I mean, they actually, well, like a lot of the, I mean, talking about the Greco-Roman gods, they were all like, if they were people, they'd be put in hell, yeah. right? Because they're all pa- philanderers and, Yeah, that's what know, I'm saying. They were bad people. and uh, yeah, murderers sure. and... Yeah, they were shitheads. Yeah. All gods are shitheads. Well, I mean, ultimate power corrupts ultimately, right? Damn. With great power comes great corrupt. Right. We gotta have a Marvel pantheon. We gotta have Thor in there. We gotta have Spider Man. Black Spider. Panther Man. (laughs) We gotta have a Big Man. (laughs) The small guy. The Tyson. The Mike. You say Big Man as if it's a joke, but Strong Guy is a Marvel superhero. (laughs) He was my favorite when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. He can take, he can absorb kinetic energy and release it in other so if you punch him he's like i didn't even feel it and then he could punch you with the power of his punch and your punch isn't that what gambit does uh gambit doesn't absorb energy he just shoots out energy okay so he's like he's an endless battery yes do you think gambit eats more than most people do uh yeah i mean he probably drinks a lot more i think that's where he gets most of his calories (laughs) (laughs) are you making a cajun racist no gambit just seems like a pretty heavy drinker to me like because he's a gambler not because he's he just seems like the kind of guy (laughs) who would come back from like like beating up beating up toad and then uh toss back like a a fifth of bourbon yeah i'm trying to give you an out here though is what does a heavy drinker seem to you why does he seem like because he I mean, Wolverine seems like a heavy drinker, too. Okay, why? Is it because they're both gruff? They're like drifters. <laughs> and like, all like if they weren't super... They, a lot of them do. I'm not, wow, I'm not making a, a gross generalization. Wow. I'm just I think saying, it's like, pretty gross. I'm saying that if Wolverine and Gambit didn't have mutant powers, they'd be the kind of guys who come up to you in McDonald's during like late December, early January when you walk the earth and ask you for 10 bucks. But you don't have 10 bucks. Right. Because you're a ghost. This is the Christmas season. There's a um, there's a an old old X Men comic where it's like a Christmas comic, but like Wolverine gives Nightcrawler a present. Nightcrawler's unwrapping it, and there's like narration over it. It's like, and the X Men were happy on Christmas Day, and so you're not supposed to be paying too much attention, I think, to what's happening in the panel. But Nightcrawler's unwrapping it, and it's a framed picture of Wolverine. <laughs> so he gave Nightcrawler a picture of himself. Was it like a, in his costume, like a heroic yes. pose, or oh, was yeah. it like just no, like him, it was, like it was like bust casual style? It was like from the shoulders up, but he wasn't his costume. Well, that's okay. I I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, a, like, a, like a glamour shot? Yeah. But then a later, like, artist t- made fun of, like, there's like a, a 2012 issue of X-Men where mm-hmm. Nightcrawler gives Wolverine a picture of himself <laughs> as, like, a reference to this old ass. So I, I have some headcanon now that Wolverine and, like, Nightcrawler are kind of a thing. Oh, you ship them? 
Maybe. I, if that's what we do now. Yeah, I think we should. My ship's coming in. You know, and it's got Wolverine and Nightcrawler right on board, and they're both waving goodbye. Just like the ship, the ASS Thrifty. The ship for which, you know, <laughs> no. Captain Richard Dick Kakei is the captain. I'm so tired and hungover. <laughs> Why are you in... He doing? seems confident, but is he really? Love's Lust Lost, a spin-off novel of the It's novel of the It's All Been Done Radio Hour program Universe Journey, shows us Kakei's early days, rising through the ranks and flirting with the only woman he ever truly loved, Grace Thomas. Could you find out that? how he became the man he is? Shut the fuck up for a second. And why Grace matters so much. There's also plenty of stories set during the series, with peeks into the heads of the regulars you know and love. The novel is available exclusively on Amazon.com and is now available in paperback as well as ebook. Check it out and everything else we have at iabdpresents.com. They spelled it. You can also support us at patreon.com slash iabd and get a free copy of the novel. Wow. That's interesting. Wow, there you right, go. What did you want to say? Well, that one sentence that I always, that always like sticks in my craw. Which like is the, what? Like, like the iabd program expensive universe journey or something <laughs> like that. It's like six words crammed together. It is wonderful. I think you're saying Love's Lost Lost, a spinoff novel of the It's All Been Done radio hour program universe. <laughs> There's so many nouns. I think it's. I think the. Com, I think the. Com, I think a comma would. would so it's a. It's a spinoff of the IABD presents program, comma, universe journey. There. No, there's no comma. Okay. No, but but see what they've done is they've italicized certain things. A spinoff right. of the. It's all been done. Radio hour program, universe journey. Right. So universe journey is separate from. It's all been done presents. It's all been done radio program hour universe, <laughs> universe journey. journey. It's like a Scientology thing, right? <laughs> I think so. There's a lot about Xenu in this copy yes. that I Must didn't consume read. nutrition food. Yes, nutrition food. Well, hey, can <laughs> go away. <laughs>We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Do you know how many people email us and spell bare naked as two words? Bare Naked Ladies. Seize does it, but also a bunch of other people do it too. Well, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. If, you, if, you only, if you've only heard the name. And people call them BNL, so it's like... Right, and people call them the Bare Naked Ladies. Like, we already answered this question, Saker. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> let me instead... <laughs> let me spin the big wheel and see what we're going to do today. I don't think it pisses them off. No, but it pisses me off. But you said it was okay. He's not the king. He's not the king. He's, he's not, not the king. king of bedside manner. I don't even remember. I don't, have you ever done this one before? <laughs> this is yours. So which aging slash washed up celebrity is this song about and why? Oh, man. So, this is actually like it's all been done could be a really good celebrity. Like somebody. I mean, it, it speaks to aging and washed up celebrities. Yeah, for sure. What about Keith Richards? Why Keith Richards? Because... Can this be about a dead celebrity? Yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm still thinking of my choice. But okay. as you explained, Keith Richards. Well, I just threw it out there, and now I'm desperately trying to, as <laughs> always, fill, backfill in the uh, explanation. So, uh-huh. uh, there was, like, the Rolling Stones, the Stones, right? They're a big old band. You're like, confirming with me that the Rolling Stones existed, correct? Like, like Rome. <laughs> okay. So the and they've had they've had various peaks and valleys in their career, uh-huh. much like Rome, uh-huh. right? So he's talking about, maybe it's a, it's a love story between... Keith Richards and Mick Jonathan Jagger. Okay, Mick Johns. Mick Jonathan Jagger. Uh-huh. So they are they've been together through this whole history, this long fucking history. Like people have to like wheel off their colostomy bags now at concerts because okay. they come out in wheelchairs. <laughs> okay. Like they're ancient. I remember that was a joke that a kid named Brian 
Rep- Hossein. Repco, I think, was his last name, made to me in like fourth grade. Okay. A joke about how old the Rolling Stones were. <laughs> it's pretty good. And, I gotta say. And they're still doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were old when I was like 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's, I'm not 10. <laughs> I am much older than that. And they are still 46. like 403. <laughs> and they're still doing what they yeah. do best. So, I mean, so, I mean, the rock scene in the 70s and 80s and 90s was kind of like the wild west right right? so and this is before and the beatles and stones had that rivalry and the stones have you know sort of who's better beatles and stones objectively Mm. there is no objective answer they're both great so uh are they yeah i think so the stones are not as good as the beatles uh but they have a lot of both of them have a lot of really good songs really Mm -hmm. okay i mean i think a lot of more people like the beatles than the stones but i feel like both bands are good bands and it's but okay the, to say you like either of the them. The Stones weren't It's not a competition. The Stones weren't as 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 game changing as the Beatles. Right. The I Stones think, were just a rock band. The Beatles changed music. I feel like if the Stones would have like been in a car crash and all died instead of just like continuing to make albums forever, they would have been that big deal or if the, they if they would have broken up, but no, because Keith Richard and Mick Jonathan Jagger uh-huh. have been in love since before the fall of Rome. Rest was run. And they will be continuing to make movies or movies. Mm. <laughs> They're continuing to make movies oh boy. and write novels. In the 30th century, their, their stones will be rolling, Great. as you well know. What a and, great answer. Um, it's all been done. What's all been done? Music. <laughs> oh, I see. I mean, the stones are famous for just taking songs and making them. Uh-huh. Why did we name our podcast It's All Been Done? Because... It's a bad name for a podcast. It's a great name for an, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. It works on like six different levels. I Level guess. one, it's a name. Level two, <laughs> it's a good name. Level three, it's a reference. Right. It's a reference to a song. Level four, everything podcasting has already been done. But wouldn't it be better if we were like the kings of Bedside Manor or like... I feel like that would get us no traction. And since we have no traction anyway, (laughs) why grease the mountain that you're trying to climb? (laughs) I guess. I just feel like it's more clever. It's all been done implies like what? That this podcast has been done before? That all podcasts have been done. And the only thing that is left is a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. And even that has been done before. (laughs) That's true. We're following it. By a couple weeks. I think they only beat us by a month or two. Yes. So I think this song... I've given you a thousand minutes. Yes. This song is about... Yule Brenner. Oh, big old Yule. Big old Yule. The holidays are coming early. <laughs> I had to look him up because I forgot his name. I searched for Magnificent Seven. Bald Western actor. And, I. and he definitely came up. So because his career spans the West was one. Of course, he was in a bunch of uh, Westerns. Yeah. Does his career span the future? Yes. He was in Westworld and Future World. Does his career span... The Fall of Rome? Was he in any sort of period dramas? The you, fall did of you Rome. find it? Yes. He was uh, in The King and I. The King and I is not about the Fall of Rome. It's about like Thailand or Siam, I think is what it was called. Yeah, then. but that's uh, The Fall of Rome. Uh, he was in The Mad Woman of Shelyat. That's again, not about Rome. Fuck. Anna and the King? It's Siam. What about Kurt Russell? Not Kurt Russell. Uh, fuck. No, I feel like I feel like we're so close. He was in the Ten Commandments. That's a period piece. Uh, yeah. Pre, well, <laughs> I mean, pre-Rome. Pre, uh, barely pre-Rome, but actually, yeah, barely it's, pre-Rome. It's Old Testament. Yeah. Like it's not like. Okay, maybe he wasn't in any Roman stuff. Romance of a horse thief. Mm. Mm, okay, I tried. All right. So you think Kurt Russell? Not Kurt Russell. Uh. 
Kirk, yep. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. All right. He has a very recognizable face. Okay. So what? Are, what he are is the... still alive. He is like ninety. Yeah, yeah. Seven thousand years old. What are the three time periods we need? We need Rome, Rome the Wild, Wild West, West, the future. future. Okay. So does Kirk Douglas uh, hit all of those? Let's see. There's no way he's still alive. He was Sparta. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh my God! He is still alive. Yeah, yeah he's he's a hundred and two, and he years still goes old. jogging. Good God! He is a fucking beast. Unbelievable! But he was in Spartacus. That is definitely Rome. Okay, so Spartacus is Rome. I would be floored if he wasn't in a Western. See, it's hard because like I don't know what Westerns are from just the titles of these. We have something called The Bad and the Beautiful, which... Oh, Gunfight at the OK Corral. He played Doc Holliday. Bam. Fuck. Yes. Okay. All right. And then is he in any sci-fi movie? We he just, has to be in a sci-fi movie. We need movie. a sci-fi. Holocaust 2000. That sounds <laughs> about right. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Despite doomsday warnings from throngs of locals, wealthy industrialist Robert Kane, Kirk Douglas, makes the controversial decision to build a nuclear power plant near a sacred cave in the Middle East. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, so Jesus comes back as a zombie. Really? No, I don't know. I didn't look at the rest. Okay. Yeah, he was in a bunch of sci-fi movies. Saturn 3, 1980s there British sci-fi. So, Kirk Douglas oh, is, my our, God. is our Yeah, answer. this is absolutely about Kirk Douglas. Yeah, I like that a lot. Was a... Uh, William Shatner? In any westerns? I don't want to talk about William Shatner anymore. Yeah, he's kind of a bad boy. I made the mistake of going onto his Twitter like a week ago, and I just got sad all over again. Yeah, he's an old white man, and... Again, like so I, is Kirk Douglas, but he's but he has the the intelligence to just stay fucking quiet. Yeah, he doesn't have a Twitter. Twitter came out when he was ninety, <laughs> which is real upsetting. So I think he was ninety well before Twitter came out. What two thousand six? I'd say if he's okay, okay, one hundred and two now. All right, <laughs> which is a number that is stupid. That's a number that shouldn't exist. And he's still pretty healthy from all accounts. I guess. Yeah. Well, not from this picture on his Wikipedia oh, yeah. page. He looks like. A walking, shambling corpse. Well, as anyone should look when they're 102. One, yeah, 100, 102%. So, yeah. So, Yul so Brenner, about Kurt Douglas, uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> Perfect. The, uh, AKA, as I call them, no black, black margaritas. margaritas. <laughs> Yul Brenner, Kurt Douglas, and Keith Richards. They are the... They're called Yes White... <laughs> yes White... Uh, Russians. Moscow Mules. <laughs> I got nothing. All right, now's the time in the show when we take a little piece of bare naked mails. If you want to mail us, if you want to send us a mail, and we could use a couple more cues, buddy boys. Uh, so if you uh, if you have some questions you want to ask us, please email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We had a we burn through them. We had a disgusting of riches for a while, and now, we now we've again, eaten. Now we've eaten our fill. We have, and we are more. And so uh, this is a question from our friend Rick. Rick. Rick asks the following question. Uh, if there was a BNL amusement park, what would each of the members' rides look like? <laughs> God. Now, also, before we get to this question, he also enclosed a cover of our theme song. He did a cover of our theme oh, song for us. That's awesome. So I'm going to play that right now. It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's 
There we go. Oh, my God. Delightful. Thank you, Rick. Acapella. Acapella. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, okay. Um, BML Wait, theme park. I take that back. That's really cool. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, fucker. <laughs> take back Evans. Give him uh, not effusive praise. <laughs> well, Saker is my liege lord, so That's I have to kowtow to his authority. And you are my leisure lord. <laughs> the lord who just sits right. back in the I cut. I am a gentleman of leisure. Uh, okay, so uh, we got the five boys. We're From now on, when we talk about the boys, we're just not including Andy, right? Yeah. He's dead to us. <laughs> no. No, he's he lives. Not. He lives. He needs strong, but he is not part of the band in our in our current in its current iteration. I like. Talking. We should talk about the band in in its current iteration of whatever album we're currently in. So right now, Andy is not part of the band, and then I, when we get to the, sure. the, the PPE, yes, when we, when we transfer from PPE to PPE, PPE, we will we will not talk about Stephen Page as part of the band oh, anymore. If we so get these multiple sad. questions, can you can you? I don't know. I'm just saying it will happen. When it happens. Learn to accept okay. it. Uh, okay. So, since we're still in the PPE, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the P himself. Yeah, let's talk about that P. Steven I feel like P. his ride would be like a haunted house, mm-hmm. but instead of a, a haunted house tunnel of love crossover. <laughs> it's all the memories of your like failed relationships. <laughs> yeah. and... So, it's just tormenting you with like, or it's just a mirror. A mirror house. <laughs> you just a house of mirrors. You walk into the mirror house and you just see yourself like distorted. Yes, that's exactly what Steven Pages is. And it's filled with like, it's filled with character actors, but they're all you. Okay, right. They have just like a box of wigs in back, and right. they see who's coming in, and they try hastily to right. dress. As and it's them. like a House of President sort of thing, where yes. they'll like they'll you go into like a, your little cart will go into this room, and they'll like jangle to a stop, and then the lights will come up, and then there'll be some th- somebody acting. <laughs> they'll out put some on a little play, terrifying you. play yeah, from yeah. your history. Do they do they have you fill out a little survey about yourself before? Like, how do they know your your worst moments in life? Probably hot reading, yeah. Or they they. <laughs> They hack into your uh, social, social media, media accounts. I'll tell you what. Once I went to an escape room. I love escape rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm an escape room boy. And we were doing the escape room. And it was like Saw, basically, was the theme mm-hmm. of the escape room. Like somebody had kidnapped us. And they were forcing us to break out of this room where there was... Did you have to and wear like a creepy mask? Like, did you? We had like... to wear a mask to go in. And then they took the mask off. Or they told us to take the mask off at one point mm-hmm. to look around. And we were, you know, we found keys. And the keys were for locks. I found a key for this locked drawer on this desk. And I, I used the key and I opened it up and inside was a picture of me. That's awesome. It was amazing because I booked it through Facebook. I forgot. Uh-huh. And they took my profile picture and uh-huh. they just, oh, it's so scary. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty Was there cool. a clue based on that or just No, it was just a, a flavor piece. Huh. Um, but yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, what were we doing here? Steven Page, Hall of Mirrors. Yes. Uh, I agree <laughs> with this. It's the ride of presidents and they hack into your social media. Yes. I think let's. I want to go in order of ease. And you come out a little bit unsettled. Yeah, but maybe you've and grown sad. Yeah. as a person. And you've grown as a person because you know you've you've confronted you your inner demons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's Stephen Page's point. Um, let's go in order of ease because I think Kevin's is just sort of like that Cedar Point ride where it's in like the Snoopy Kids Park <laughs> and it's like, like a bounce house. <laughs> no, it's not. That could be too dangerous. Okay. I think it like lifts you up a little bit and maybe shakes from side <laughs> to side and then it goes down. Just vibrates. Yeah. Slowly rotates. <laughs> It is a slow rotator. That's, or maybe it's just a carousel. It's a yes. carousel where all of the horses are birds. <laughs> I Jesus think. Christ! 
Kev is now canonically a bird in our in our universe. So be it. Yeah. So it's a it's a bird carousel, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's just birds. I bet it's all sorts of beautiful animals. Blue birds of happiness. Yeah. It's red birds. Yeah. Of- and instead of like a one of those like jangly calliopes, right. It's just like wispy, breathy vocals. It's all. You don't think it's playing like orgle versions of Bernie Good Lady songs? No, I feel like that's too jarring for Kevin. Like, it has to be a smooth experience. Maybe it's just Kev Benigan. You bing, 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 bing. <laughs> it's like the elevator version. <laughs> vanishing? I don't know. It's the music box version of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it is wispy breathing. Maybe it's... Uh... <laughs> breathing and they just have like a fan going that's what's propelling it's very very slow and you feel the wind Uh, at your back just a little bit nice okay uh who else uh let's do tyler 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 i think is a ride where when you're in line it's a long line and there's a bunch of food stands, right? And so you eat you eat a bunch of food. You're an asshole. And then you get on this ride, and the ride just fucking spins you around and plays loud rock music the whole time. Like Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster. Yeah, that's exactly. It's a, uh, fuck. What is the one? The Matterhorn. Where it mm. just, like, it goes in a circle, and it's loud music. And you just, even if you haven't felt anything, you feel like you're, or eaten anything, you feel like you're going to throw up. So you're describing more, like, fair rides than amusement park rides we can what? go we can they go, have those at cedar point we can go bigger okay that. what would you like to go i don't know <laughs> okay so you ba- had no I'm thinking a bounce house <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> damn it um yeah okay oh so you think they should all just be roller coasters because that's when you're talking about theme parks you're talking yeah, about roller coasters. you're almost always talking about roller coasters and i think that's i think ed's a roller coaster yeah I mean, right? Ed is a rock and roller coaster. He, uh, he's a he's a rock and roller coaster. Do you think he is steel or wood? Oh boy, what a good question. I feel like Ed is the best of both worlds. You been on Steel Vengeance yet? Okay. Ed's got a pinball themed roller coaster. Oh, 100% he does. Yep, it's a pinball themed roller coaster. Silver Ball. Silver Ball is the name of his coaster. coaster. Yes. So how is it pinball themed? Of course, it's like all the wall stuff on the ra- right. on the walk up is pinball themed, mm-hmm. but then how is the actual coaster itself? Well, you you uh, sort of play the role. like it's a lot of changes of direction and stuff it's like one of those oh you're getting like binked and bonked it's not like necessarily a roller coaster per se it's one of those like action rides action adventure rides like they have at universal studios or whatnot so there's so you're like not just you're accelerating but then you'll like stop and change directions really quickly as you bounce off a wall you've been to king's island nope they have a ride that used to be modeled after the italian job but then they lost the license and now it's like stunt park right away or something (laughs) Uh but it's like you'll like you'll you'll drive into like You'll drive into like a car park and you'll like fly around the car park going mm-hmm. up and then you'll stop at the top and there'll be a helicopter. Like your whole ride will stop and they'll be like, this is the police, stop the car. And then they'll start shooting at you and you'll speed off uh-huh. again. So it's a roller coaster, but it's also like a, an experience, right? Okay. So this is kind of the same That's thing, what Ed's right? Are. That's yeah, what Ed okay. Is. So Ed has the Ed pinball is a, a bare naked ladies theme pinball machine roller coaster. Okay, boy, that's a lot of levels. And I do like if it has speakers and like yeah. as you hit a wall, you hit a wall. I'm mm-hmm. putting it in big quotes. You go, bing, boom, like yeah, you'll absolutely. bounce off. The, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. You get points. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, what if it's kind of like that ride at Disneyland where you have the guns and you have to shoot it? So like you get a high score at the end as well. At, at the roller coaster. Does that make sense? Yeah, or you have like buttons you can press to, like that will send you rocketing off in different directions. It's a choose your own choose your roller own adventure, adventure roller. 
good. Choose your own roller Choose ball Choose your coaster. own ball venture. Ball venture. <laughs> okay, yes. very good. Silver ball venture. Okay. This is, we're like a hat on a hat on a hat <laughs> with this. It's a roller coaster. It's pinball theme. It's been a ladies theme. Mm-hmm. It's an action ride. It's got choose your own adventure. <laughs> it's got a gun you can shoot. Well, it's like Ed. He, he wears all the hats. He does he wear can do all everything. the hats. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, I like that. Right. Uh, so the only one we're missing is Jim. Uh, I think it's just a long water slide. A lazy river. <laughs> Why lazy? Because he's like a, I mean, he's a bassist, right? You just lay back in the cut. And boom, boom, boom. But he's always, he's a very energetic bass. So it's just a lazy river, but it goes six times faster <laughs> than a regular lazy river. It's like a flume ride. An active river. <laughs> so okay. you go pretty quick. Yeah. Not for kids. Okay. So it's, it's it's a water roller coaster, except it's long. Yeah. Like you just it goes around the whole yeah, park. Yeah, you can stand as long as you want. Okay. It goes really fast. Interesting. And also, it's got uh various like bits of other rides shoehorned into it. <laughs> okay. Like uh I don't know. There's a part. There's a waterfall. You fall down. There's uh, something you have to climb at some point. Right. Because and none just, of it is. It's not confined to just one type of ride style but none of that stuff is very good is the problem well it's all it's all good in and of itself but it's bad in the context of the ride okay got it perfect love it yes uh yeah i agree like a bumper car element (laughs) sure right 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 there's guns and you can shoot the other boats and there's a choose your own adventure path and it's pinball (laughs) themed uh yeah okay i like that so jim does a little bit of it all sure i like that okay cool did we do all the ladies we got steve we got Ed. We got Ed. We got, we got Tyler. Tyler. We, we got, got Jim. Jim. We got, we got Gambin. We got Gambit. <laughs> we got Gambit. <laughs> all right. Very good. That's all the X-Men. <laughs> Steve. And Gamb- if Andy had a ride, uh huh. what would it be? I thought we were going to do Andy. But if he did. Andy is son of the beast. Andy's roller coaster was retired. And now there's a grave gravestone where that ride used to be, but they've demolished it. To bring in Kev. I feel like Andy has like the... They demolished his roller coaster to bring in a fucking carousel. No one's happy with this decision. I feel like Andy's ride wouldn't be a ride at all, but like one of those like museums you sometimes stumble across in theme parks. <laughs> sure, yeah. This... It's like, this is the gumball museum. <laughs> 600 years of gumballs. And it's just like a moment where you're like, there's no line. You're like, oh, fuck, let's just go in the gumball yeah, museum. I got this so cotton candy. You get a free gumball. Yeah. <laughs> So you go in there. Uh huh. And there's and a gift shop at the end. And it's not like you wasted your time. No. In fact, it was useful. And da- your dad really likes it. Yeah. You come out better. He's like, out- wait, what's. I really like. He's like talking about the Gumball Museum for like the next like two or three like months afterwards. Years. Yeah. <laughs> he dedicates yeah. his life to he Gumballs. Finds, well, no, he that. finds out some really important Gumball facts. He finds out a lot about himself yeah. and how much he loves Gumballs. <laughs> he divorces your mom. Best Gumball <laughs> I ever had was in the Gumball Museum. <laughs> Yeah, that's beautiful. Great. What a wonderful... At Bare Naked Lakes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Bare Naked Lakes. Oh, man. Okay, perfect. Anyway, Rick, thank you for the question. Thank you for listening. And thank you for the song. He made a good song for us. That's right. I forgot. He made a really good song for us. It's pretty good. Really good. <gasps> Ev! No. Our titular episode... Yeah. And we're done. We did the whole thing. We ate it all. We have climbed the mountain. We did. We climbed the mountain and only to be with you. It's like one of those things where you climb a mountain and Mm -hmm. you're like, thank God. And then you look up and there's just more mountain. (laughs) There's so much more mountain. The mountain that you just scaled was very pleasant, but the mountain coming up looks fucking treacherous. Well, it gets really awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still lots of good stuff to get. There is. 
Yeah, that's true. Once we climb to the top of Better Good Ladies or Men, then the rest of the mountain looks treacherous from there. But there's still some shit. You good gotta be that that down on these boys, dude. Boy, I've been doing a lot of traveling over the holidays. Even mm-hmm. though by the time you listen to this episode, it's January twenty second or some shit. Uh, I have been just music on random, and I've been hitting some of those Better Good Ladies late cuts, and I've been enjoying the shit out well, of them. Oh, good. That's why I've been trying to get you not be down on those boys. But I truly think it is one hundred percent Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> where everybody else in the car is like no and i'm like hell yeah, yeah there's time. like two like t- like not only am i stockholmed into liking their music more but i also hate their music more evan what right. are you plugging i caught you by surprise again uh, oh, 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 boys a big boy big boy big boy strong uh, boy the, uh, the 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 restaurant big boy yeah, yeah you did just buy a big boy franchise yep i you guys got to come to my big boy columbus north <laughs> he called it columbus north but it's in peoria illinois no, yes so yes. come visit come visit it's all midwestern themed yes the walls are lined like, with cows fences milk it is family style. You don't get what you order. You get what everyone ordered. <laughs> you walk into the restaurant. It's like a buffet, but everyone orders. Aww. And then once everybody gets their meal, we take it and we dump it into a big old trough. And then everyone can eat whatever they want. <laughs> Ty's garbage. <laughs> there is a, I think there was Grindies. a I remember Grindies. Yeah. If you get a, you have like a, um, uh, blender in the middle of your t- it's like a teppanyaki oh, no, <laughs> it's, like, no. <laughs> it's like a yaki soap restaurant or uh-huh. so it's got instead of like a grill uh-huh. in the middle of your table there's a blender uh-huh. and you just everyone gets a meal you just throw it uh-huh. in there grind it up it comes out as a slurry you drink it down it's uh-huh. so good one time i went there with a friend who had already eaten Grindies? and all he got was dessert yeah so like we all just got like subs and hoagies and spaghetti and meatballs yeah. and then you put a piece of cake in there Ugh, not oh, good that's an experience it is friend. an experience Anyway, come on down to Grindies, a.k.a. <laughs> Big Boys in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. North, or Columbus North. Um, uh, yeah, so you got nothing to plug, is what you're trying to say. What? Never mind. Ev. Hi. We did it. Okay. I feel like we could end the podcast right now. We could just walk away, except we've recorded like six more episodes. Yeah, we did a bunch of episodes. So we can't, we can't not do this. Before we could get Eugene on. Uh, no, we can't. We got to keep going. Uh, so that's I, right. We got more mountain to climb. I guess I'm Saker. There are dozens of people following us on this journey. <laughs> I think you should scale that number back a bit. There are tens of people. There are ten people following. What's the us. difference between dozens and tens? Two. <laughs> Times <laughs> <Okay>. x. <laughs> Two x. Where x is? There are dozens of people following us on fair this. Fair enough. All right. Maybe hundreds. Again, scale that <laughs> shit back. Maybe thousands. Uh, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one week. week.